Torch, Alexander Texier was a big subject of uh, the game against Chicago the other night. Uh, it was, should I say, the old Alexander Texier? I don't know if you can say that about a guy as young as he is, but he looked like the player he was at the beginning of the season. Uh, what did you see in him? Why do you think that he had more jump in that game? I, I just think he's, uh, uh, the word I use with him, he just looks freer playing. He looks more uh, in flow, uh, uh, more confident, uh, more relaxed uh, as far as his legs and uh, and just his confidence with the puck. And, and he is playing, I remember he had a great start to the year uh, as far as how he was playing. That's where he's playing right now and got a ton of ice time. Are you surprised that he, I don't know if this is the right way to put it, but he fell off. He did fall off. Are you surprised he fell off to such a steep degree before coming back and playing like that for you? Yeah. 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 I, I, I well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I still don't know him uh, totally uh, in such a crazy year uh, where guys are living alone, young guys like him living alone. They're not able to get out. Uh, they're not able to be with the group. I think that that affects some guys. I, I, I think it, uh, I think it puts them in a situation where they lose some energy, and uh, I think it happened with him. And I think it mounted. I think he started almost trying too hard, and then he did. He he went to a grinding halt as far as how he was playing, and uh, we we sat him for a bit, uh, got him back in, and he slowly regained his energy and. Uh, really encouraging Bobby to see, you know, certain minutes of his game and certain games within this year of what that, what you think he could be. Now he hasn't done it consistently, but there are certainly flashes of something very good there. The reason that I was surprised that he fell off so badly is because of this personality. Uh, I always say that I think he's one of those people that walks that line of confidence and cockiness really well. He walks it like a tightrope. He's very mm -hmm. confident in his own abilities. And I know you've talked about having swagger uh, many times these past few years. I'm sure that you like that kind of attitude for a guy like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 the thing I like about him, he's all business. He uh, uh, he, he practices well. Uh, I, I don't hang out with him after games or after practices, but when I when I see him, he's very focused on on what he's trying to do. And uh, uh, yeah, I, I you know I'm going to keep him at center. Uh, he seems to be. Uh, getting better. He's be, he's working on his face-offs. He's understanding positioning better. thing I like about him, he has the legs and the willingness to close people out defensively. Uh, so hopefully it'll keep growing. You did not lose Michael Delzato at the trade deadline. Are you thankful for that in any ways as a coach? Yeah, I, you know, I, I want what's best for Mike right now. Uh, uh, I, I, I want him, you know, he's a, he's a guy that's been bounced around here has given us some really good minutes. Uh, I think he's been embraced in the locker room. I think he's helped our locker room uh, with some of his veteran presence and, and some of his uh, things that he's gone through as a player, his experiences. So uh, I, I, it gives him a chance uh, to stay on audition for Yarmo. Uh, uh, he just signed a one-year deal with us here. Uh, and, I, and I hope he keeps on improving. I hope, he keep, I hope he keeps on playing well because you like to see him uh, – uh, you know, he'd like to see him be part of this organization, and uh, I think he likes it here. Uh, uh, he's, uh, he's, you know, he's befriended a lot of, of the players real quickly here, and I think he's well-liked, uh, vice versa. So hopefully it'll work out for him. Yeah, and that uh, fills a couple of holes for you. Number one, 
with Zach Wierenski out, you don't have to, with him still here, you don't have to worry about who's going to play on that top pair with Seth yeah. Jones. But the the off-the-ice dressing room stuff that you just talked about, how much more important is that once David Savard and Nick Felino depart to have uh, a guy like that? He hasn't been here as long as them, I get it. But like you said, he's earned trust, he's earned respect, and he can be kind of a voice. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you lose savvy Nick. Uh, Jens, you know, all those guys. We forget about Jens and the injuries and Z and all that. Uh, your room's pretty naked. And uh, we, we need to rely on, on Jonesy and, and Cam. And I think, you know, Jonesy and Cam have been with kind of the group that's been here for the past five years. Uh, they're still in that locker room. Uh, uh, I, I think Del Z has kind of put himself in a position that, that he's counted on that way by them. So, uh, you know, I, I don't want to forget names and I probably am, but those three guys are the ones that stick out as far as to carry this room through the remaining weeks of our season and, and have us have us be have some decency in there as far as professionals. One hard for guy, I don't mean, Bobby, it's hard for guys like Cam and Jonesy, the guys that have gone through the whole process here and we started climbing. Now everybody's gone and we've kind of fallen off. It, it's going to change. It's harder for those guys than new guys that come in here to, to keep their enthusiasm up. But, but I think that's an important part of their role. And that's what I wanted to ask you about, because Jody and I were talking with Yarmo and, and Yarmo mentioned that, you know, he did have a conversation with Seth Jones. And it was it was basically about that, about the, the role in the leadership. And do you see this as a time and this is not to put anybody else to the side here, but. Do you see this as an opportunity for Seth Jones to step forward and, and take an even bigger role on this team, bigger leadership role than he already has? Yeah. And, and he's doing that. He's, I think he's done that this year. And, uh, and sometimes it's not just with the words, it's with the play. And I think he's really worked at his game. I think there were struggles early on for uh, quite honestly, all RD uh, as we started the season. But as we've gone on here, I think Jones has really taken upon himself to be a leader. Uh, by just how he plays on the ice. Uh, I think eventually uh, he's a very respectful guy. Nick is not here. There's not a captain in there. I, I think that's where maybe he can lend his voice a little bit more in the locker room. I think he respected the position so much as a captaincy that he didn't want to step on Nick either as far as th saying things. So now it's more wide open for him. And uh, I'm sure he's, uh, he's trying to fill that gap. Has he gotten to the point in his career, do you think, yet, where he is he can be a backbone of the organization kind of a player? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think he's uh, uh, one of the top players in this league. I, I think he always should be talked about. Uh, you know, you, know you, you talk about that award, it, it, the, it, and it, it ends up being to the defenseman that kind of has the most points sometimes uh, as far as that north. But that, that award's about offense and defense. I think Jonesy can bring both. Uh, uh, and I think he, he has shown that. And, uh, and he's got great legs. Uh, he, he's one of the top defensemen in this league, and he certainly can be a cornerstone of an organization. Patrick Line, I want to ask you about the second goal he got in the game the other night because it was 200 foot, coast to coast, right through everybody, right to the front of the net. You've been telling me for weeks – that you've been talking to him about possessing the puck longer, driving all the way there. Is that the kind of goal you were talking about? Yeah, I just, I just, the, the biggest thing with, with Patty in that game, he was, he was just totally engaged. Uh, he was very competitive and in, in all areas of the ice. And 
I, I think I think things fall into place when you have that engagement, that competitiveness that that he had that particular evening, and I think things fall into place. And he he saw uh, he had some ice to play on, and when that that big guy gets going from the back of the net and has that type of speed approaching the red line, it, he's a handful for a D, as we see, uh, uh, as we just saw, one of the best goals I've seen in quite a while. Uh, so yeah, I. I I'm not trying to change Patty. Um, I'm just trying to get him in a, in a more consistent mode of engagement in, in those type of plays. And uh, it's funny how the puck found him in the high slot or not even in the slot out higher on his, on his first goal, things kind of fall into place. So more and more that's been in his game. Uh, it's my job uh, to keep on asking for that consistently as far as engagement. And uh, I think things will get straightened out for him. How hard is that as a coach to get engagement? Because I think from a from a fan standpoint, look, all of us who don't have the talent to play the game find it hard to understand. How can you not be engaged? How can you not be excited? How can you not be giving everything you have in every shift of every game that you play? From a coach's standpoint, and I'm sure he's not the only player that you've ever dealt with that wasn't engaged here or there, how do you get that out of people? Yeah, you, you know, and, and a lot of people uh... – it's a big part of coaching. It's a big part of my job is to get the effort out of everybody. And uh, there are so many different personalities in this game, so many different things uh, going on in people's lives uh, uh, that we forget about that sometimes. There's other things going on personally with, with players. And these are things we've got to kind of weed through as coaches and a coaching staff and just ask for that, that total effort on a, on, a, on a game night and on a practice day. We don't have them much. You don't have them long. We only have them for about an hour and a half in a day of a practice and, and two and a half hours of a game night. And uh, I don't think it's too much to ask, but there's certainly other things that come into play. Uh, and uh, now that, that's the challenge uh, that we try to put to our players each and every day, be the best you can be. And uh, we're going to keep on asking of that. How many times in your career have you gotten on a guy or yelled at him, wrote him about something, needled him when – you didn't know what those other things were that are going on because sometimes that's the hard thing to find out. Sometimes Absolutely. guys are quiet about it. Uh, yeah. Sometimes the teammates know, but it doesn't get to the coaching staff. Uh, how do you find those things out? And, and have you dealt with that where maybe you're, yeah. you're riding a guy and then 10 minutes later you find out you got to go, Oh my goodness, I'm sorry. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, I get mad because they, they should, they should feel comfortable enough. Come and talk to me. Uh, and, and like I've said to you many times, Bobby, the, the most important part of my job sometimes versus the hockey player developing is developing the person. That's something I, I take a lot of pride in and a lot of uh, thought in developing the person. I am very fortunate to be in a position to develop people. I'm doing it in a locker room, uh, which is a pretty cool place to be doing it in. I, I need the information. I, I need the two-way communication. Uh, I think a lot of times I, I get put in a box that I'm not listening, that I won't listen. I want to listen. I, I want players to come and talk to me. And uh, so, it, so it has happened many times in my career where I, I found I find out a week later after uh, we, we've gone at it pretty good that a certain thing was going on in this kid's personal life. And it, it breaks my heart. Uh, but I get mad at the player even more because he won't talk to me. And, and, and just basically, give, he doesn't have to give me all his personal information, but deal with me a little bit that this is, you know, I'm having some problems here. I, I, okay, then we'll help. I want to help. That, that, that's what I, my biggest, 
my biggest goal is to help the person. There may be some avenues we go down that he may not like when I'm trying to help him, but that's my goal is to help the person to turn him into the best person he can be and the best player he can be to help this team win. As you're getting here toward the end of the season and you're going to have more young guys around and playing in games and all that, I, I'm just thinking about this. Do you feel that younger players are intimidated by you at all? I think I don't think it's so much intimidated by me. I think it's they're intimidated by the position, by the title of the position. I, I, I and I, I think it's a little bit of Neanderthal thinking back in the days when a player couldn't even come near the coach's office, and and that happened in our game. It's happened in our game where you can't go to the coach. You're not supposed to talk to him, and it's like the coach coach is talking down to the player. I, I have I have never gone about my business that way. I am very direct. I am very honest uh, because I think the player deserves the honesty each and every day when it's needed. Cause I think I'd be doing it in injustice if I was not honest with them about situations. And I think sometimes when uh, some of the things come at you and you didn't expect it to be that honest, it turns you into, well, I'm not, I'm not going to go there, but, but that's how it works. That's how you develop a relationship is, is to come back and say, you know what, but I disagree with this or, you know, just, just to have that two-way street. And that's well how you develop relationships. And there may be some conflict in it and arguing. I think if there is some of that, then both parties are being honest. I, I do think that's when you see there's some honesty. And uh, I, I love living in that world. I love being part of those conversations because I think at the end of the day or at the end of the month or the end of the week or whatever, how long it takes, you become closer. And that's our job is to, to kind of fit so we can work as a team here. And uh, that'll never change with me. I'm going to be totally honest all the time. And I want the same honesty coming back. The reason I ask you is that is because Josh Dunn is coming into your lineup tonight. And like, if I'm him and I'm coming right out of college and I know the reputation of John Tortorella, first of all, I'm nervous about playing in the National Hockey League, but I might be a little bit nervous about dealing with John Tortorella. That's why I ask it, because you're going to you're gonna face a lot of guys like this. But here you are giving another young guy a chance. This is much like uh, Eric Robinson a couple of years ago, although, you know, your team was on a different trajectory at that time. But uh, I know you still enjoy giving these guys opportunity, don't you? Yeah, the first time I met Josh was I had just finished working out the other day. And I went down to the Lexus lounge there to get breakfast, grab my breakfast, sitting there in my office eating. I have a mouthful of eggs and who walks in my office is Josh. And wanted to introduce him. I loved it. I had to wipe my mouth, swallow a little bit and all that. But I can't, you're not supposed to shake hands and all that. But uh, um, I love that he came in the office without me bringing him in there. He wanted to introduce himself and uh, it was terrific. And uh and so we've had some more, we, we did some work in the neutral zone the other day in practice. I got a little bit one-on-one -on -one time with him there and explaining some things. And that's how it all starts. And, uh, I, you know, Bobby, you and I have talked about perception and all that. I get frustrated. I, I, I don't follow it. I'm not going to chase it. I'm not going to worry what people think. But it frustrates me when, when, the, they, when people just don't think that I care about the player and the, and the person. And that is my... That's my ever being is I want to understand that person better so I can help them to be a better person and a better player. And, uh, you know, you, you see bits and pieces of an emotion on TV and, and this stuff you have on social media about stuff that goes on the bench and then he's a lunatic. How can someone approach him? 
it, it th that's what frustrates me because I think it shade it jades the player and uh, once the player gets to spend some time with it, I think we can get down that road. So that's what I look forward to. Yeah, and that's that's really what I'm asking you right there because if you just come in from the outside, look, I told you before, I thought you were a lunatic before you showed up here, and I think you're a pretty good guy. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Bobby. <laughs> hey, I want to ask you more about Josh specifically, though. Uh, big body guy coming out of college. We've talked all year about your center position and how difficult it is playing the 200-foot game and the defensive responsibility. Just what do you want to see out of this kid tonight? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see – uh, I look at different things. I just don't look at the skill and can he skate and all that. I want to see just his mannerisms. I, I, I do. I like watching them when they're not, they don't think they're being watched. Uh, uh, I've, I certainly want to see him play and, and all that, all the stuff that comes with it. I just want to see how he carries himself on the ice. You know, this is a, a pretty big moment for him. Uh, uh, you know, it's not a great situation where a team that's, you know, kind of finishing the year out. But it gives him a great – he's he's not thinking about that because we just tried to find him here in the locker room. Lars couldn't find him because he was walking around the rink here, just taking in the rink. He said, man, this is a beautiful building. And, you know, we don't – we come to the rink. We, it's just another building for us to play in, and he's just taking it all in. So, uh, they, you know what? You know what's fun for me is just the innocence of it, to, to see the innocence of a, a young guy. He's going to play his first game. And you don't realize some of the things that's going through his head. So we're certainly not going to fill him with a lot of thoughts. I'm just going to watch him and see how he handles himself. It's great you said that because I was thinking, like, we all get so spoiled. 12 years oh. into the league, I can go into Dallas and I'm just like, oh, this here's what I don't like about this place. This is what I do like about this place. That All of that has worn off. So that would, that would be fun to be around somebody doing it for the first time. Yeah, and I always enjoy the young players and how they're, they're just – the innocence. I really – it, it makes you really think how spoiled we are. You know, this is the world of bubbles in, 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 in hockey. Now we talk about the bubble and playoffs. We've lived in the bubble forever because we're spoiled rotten uh, as far as all the things that are taking care of us for the athletes, for the coaches in the buildings, in the hotels, we're spoiled rotten. And, and I think sometimes we do an injustice to the thinking of some of these athletes because they think this is the real world. Wake yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Hey, and just one more thing about him, too. Uh, you know, he, he comes from a hockey family, so he's got a good hockey background, and he's coming out of college at Clarkson. You and I have talked before about how how different college players are today as they were back in the day. I remember when I first got in the American Hockey League, you know, all the guys who played junior hockey, they, they teased the college guys, yeah. And, yeah. It, and it was looked at like it was not the right path to take to get yeah. to the NHL. It's, it's much different today, uh, especially this year, because – College hockey played and they got their season in. So this guy's been going for months. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's so true that, that, that has totally changed as far as the avenues getting to the national hockey league. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him. Uh, uh, seems, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a big body up the middle. Uh, I'm anxious to see him play. Cause that could be a big plus as you keep on, as Yarmo keeps on charting out the future of this organization and, uh, it gives us, although it's in a, in a lousy time, but it gives us the opportunity to look at some of these things now as, as Yarmo starts planning how he's going to go about this. All right, Torch, thank you very much. Good luck against the Stars, and I'll talk to you in a couple of days from Florida. Okay, Bobby, be well.